Russia's invasion of Ukraine is an unprovoked war of aggression against a country that posed no military threat to Russia. And today is the 572nd day of that war crime. It is a blatant and illegal violation of international norms, and it is literally a frontal assault on the very principles that all of our countries pledged to support eight decades ago. As Ukraine's counteroffensive continues, it is easy to get focused on the, the numbers, the charts, the data, the arrows on a map. But we must remember that war, first and foremost, is a human endeavor. And each Ukrainian advancement, every inch of reclaimed territory, only happens because of the bravery, the honor, and the incredible sacrifice made by the Ukrainian people in their military. Ukraine continues to make deliberate, steady progress in liberating their homeland from Russian occupation. To date, Ukraine has liberated over 54% of Russian-occupied Ukraine, and they continue to retain the strategic initiative as of today. Amidst the fog and friction of war, Putin's unprovoked aggression casts a bleak and lonely echo, while Ukraine's spirit shines brightly, undiminished, and has been an inspiration for the world's free peoples. Our commitment remains unwavering. President Biden has directed us to continue our training initiatives and our material support as long as Ukraine requires in order to defend its sovereign territory. This is Ukraine's fight. It is their story, their battle. Ukraine has not asked any other country to fight for them. All they are asking for is help, help with materiel and training. And we, collectively, are all here to support Ukraine so they may remain free, independent, and sovereign. In the beginning, it was javelins and stingers that helped stop the initial Russian onslaught. Then air defense munitions and artillery enabled them to protect their skies and impose heavy costs on the invaders. Long-range fires and Gimlers and HIMARS followed, which allowed the Ukrainians to strike critical nodes deep in the Russian rear. Next was armor and mechanized infantry fighting vehicles, breaching equipment, all of which strengthened Ukrainian maneuver warfare and allowed them to conduct the current counteroffensive. As we approach winter now, each nation today committed to continuing their support with a focus on the top three priorities of air defense, artillery, and mech and armor. And behind every weapon, we should all remember there's a brave Ukrainian soldier. And their resolve is equally unwavering. Their courage is extraordinary. And through the many different phases of this war, although we have provided training and equipment, it is they, the Ukrainian people and their military, that have suffered the most in their need to be free. And as President Biden and Secretary Austin have said many, many times over, we, the United States, will continue to provide support to Ukraine for as long as it takes. Today was my last Ukrainian Defense Contact Group meeting before I retired. And my tenure may be ending, but the mission for this group continues until the end state of a free and sovereign Ukraine is attained. This group's success hinges not on any single individual, but on the unified commitment and the values of all of our collective nations. 
The end goal remains crystal clear. Support Ukraine until Putin's unwarranted, illegal, and ruinous war of choice comes to an end. Our commitment to Ukraine is a free, independent, and sovereign nation with its territory intact remains as ironclad as ever. Nations across the world have come together to support Ukraine in their fight for sovereignty against this unprovoked aggression. And that commitment is not just about the present. It also sets a precedent for the future in other parts of the world, a beacon for other nations and a clear message to any adversaries that the rule of law will always triumph over the rule of force, as light always triumphs over the darkness. Thank you, and Slava Ukraini. You asked <clears throat> how long um, will this take? Nobody knows that. Uh, it's impossible to predict the exact lengths of time of wars. Uh, wars are an interaction between two competing political wills to assert their will on the other by the use of organized violence. I mean, that's what the essence of war is all about. Uh, so when, in this case, uh, when the end state that's been defined by the allied nations of the coalition that's supporting Ukraine and, and by President Zelensky is met, that's when the war will end. When, when Ukraine is a free, independent, sovereign country with their territory intact, that's when the war will end. The Ukrainian people, in my mind, will fight until that end state's achieved. Uh, the Ukrainian people uh, have been free and independent since 1991. So if, if you're my age, I'm 65, you're my age, you were in your 30s uh, when you became free and independent. If you're in your 50s, you were in your 20s and probably uh, participated in some of that. Uh, and if you're 40 or below, you're military age sort of thing, out there on the front line, you've known nothing, basically, uh, in your adult life except a free and independent sovereign Ukraine. Uh, the Ukrainian people are going to fight. Uh, they're going to fight until they achieve that end state. Of that, I have zero doubt. Uh, and, and I think that Russia has made one of the greatest strategic errors Russia's ever made. Uh, they've invaded a country that's been free and independent, and that country's not going to quit until they, too, are free and independent uh, once again. Uh, there's about um, a couple of hundred thousand Russian troops that remain in Russian-occupied Ukraine. Uh, they've suffered a tremendous amount of casualties in their ground forces over time. Uh, I'd be hesitant to put exact numbers on it, uh, but there's various estimates. Uh, but they've suffered a tremendous amount, the Russians have, a tremendous amount of casualties. But as you know, uh, uh, President Putin went ahead and did a mobilization last year of a couple hundred thousand, replaced his losses, and that's who's in that, uh, those trenches right now. Not extraordinarily well-trained, not extraordinarily well-led, uh, lots of challenges with sustainment, logistics, and so on, but they're there. Uh, and for Ukraine to militarily uh, eject those two or 300,000 Russian troops that are still there, that's a tough fight. Uh, they've liberated 54-plus percent of Ukraine, but there's a lot left to go. Uh, so this is a tough fight, a hard fight, uh, and Ukraine is making slow, steady progress every single day towards the end state that has been defined by their president and supported uh, by all of the uh, other international partners. So uh, this, this fight is not yet over. Uh, the fight right now has uh, still got plenty of fighting weather left. And then as you get into the winter, uh, the grounds will get muddy, but then it'll freeze. And it's still, uh, you know, in the conversations I've had, there's no intention whatsoever by the Ukrainians uh, to stop fighting uh, during the winter. They have the strategic initiative right now, and they intend to continue to do that until their end state's achieved. Uh, there's been a lot of discussion out there in the media about how slow things are going, et cetera, in this counteroffensive. Counteroffensive has been going on for about 90 days. Um, and it is taking longer than planners in the war games, et cetera, the Ukrainian planners in the war games, anticipated. But 
Uh, that's the difference between war on paper uh, and real war. Uh, there are real human beings in real vehicles uh, moving across real minefields, getting blown up, killed, wounded, etc. Uh, when that happens, and, and, and Secretary is a veteran of combat, I'm a veteran of combat, many people in this room are veteran of combat, uh, things tend to slow down uh, on both sides. Uh, so it's not particularly surprising that uh, this offensive, the Ukrainian offensive, is going a little bit slower than previously anticipated. Having said that, it has made continuous, uh, steady progress. Uh, this is a defensive series of belts that the Russians have put in with complex obstacles, minefields, dragon's teeth, barbed wire, uh, strong points, and so on and so forth. It's a defense in depth. Uh, and generally speaking, the Ukrainians have penetrated several layers of this defense. Uh, it is not 100% penetrated yet, uh, but they've penetrated several of the layers. And they're going very slow, preserving their combat power, uh, and very deliberately uh, through this uh, defensive belt that stretches the entire length and breadth of Russian-occupied Ukraine. So uh, for the critics that are out there, um, I would say that there's plenty of fighting weather left. There's plenty of combat power remaining. And the Ukrainians have absolutely no intent to stop. Uh, they are going to go until the end state is achieved. With the consultations, uh, I regularly speak to General Zaluzny one to two times a week. Um, General Cavoli, the Supreme Allied Commander of Europe, um, he, he uh, in, our, in our commander, Yukon, uh, he meets, physically meets with General Zaluzny uh, frequently, uh, and he also communicates by other means uh, very frequently. General Agudo, who's in, he's in charge of the advisory group that has been set up to support and facilitate the material and the training. Uh, he is routinely communicating with, uh, with our Ukrainian counterparts. So we do lots, the United States does lots of consultations at multiple layers. Say, same is true of our allies and partners. Uh, all of the countries that border Ukraine that are involved in this, and, and many of the countries in NATO, uh, speak directly to General Zaluzny or his subordinates at various levels. So there is a lot of consultation uh, at the tactical and the operational and the strategic level, back and forth, very, very routinely. And I know that holds true also at the interagency level and the policy levels of our government. So there's a lot of consultation. Uh, so I, I would say that I'm quite satisfied with the level of consultation and transparency that we have with, uh, with Ukraine at this time.